Welcome back to History List. At the end of World War II, roughly one out of every three people lived under colonialism. Today that number is only two million people, or about 0.02%. Decolonization was an enormous shift in the 20th century, creating seismic changes from Indonesia to Belize. But no continent was more affected by the shift than Africa, almost all of which had been colonized. Kenyan author Lugi Wationgo wrote in Devil on the Cross, while imprisoned, I think there is no one who does not know that theft and robbery are the cornerstones of American and Western civilization. Money is the heart that beats to keep the Western world on the move. Sudanese author Taib Saleh, in Season of Migration to the North, wrote, The ships at first sailed down the Nile carrying guns, not bread, and the railways were originally set up to transport troops. The schools were started to teach us to say yes in their language. They imported us to the germ of the greatest European violence, as seen on the Somme and at Verdun, the like of which the world had previously never known. And the Nigerian Nobel laureate, Wol Shoyinka, wrote succinctly in his play Death and the King's Horsemen, No, I am not shocked, Mrs. Pilkings. You forget that I have now spent four years among your people. I have discovered that you have no respect for what you do not understand. Clearly, then, we can gather that Africa's great black authors had strong views on colonialism. But for a cohesive statement on just what post-colonialism means, we must turn to Algeria and Franz Fanon. Fanon was a Leninist. Vladimir Lenin had written in his work Imperialism that capitalism, always seeking new markets, had no choice but to turn to colonization to exploit labor and resources. This was, of course, true. The wealthy capitalist nations had set up colonies, especially in Africa, to exploit resources and labor. One of the major shifts of decolonization besides politics, was economics. Those Western nations now had to earn the money to buy the goods they previously had just taken. Fanon's magnum opus, The Wretched of the Earth, therefore, has a strong Leninist bent, as Algeria had long been exploited by the French. As all of Africa decolonized, new nations had to choose, in the context of the Cold War, whether to align with the Soviets or Americans. Some chose the third way, led by South Africa and Ghana, to avoid picking sides. But for all of Fanon's focus on economics and politics, revolution and nationalism, much of his work is interested in the psychology of colonialism and racism. Franz Fanon was born in 1925 and died in 1961. He was raised in the French Caribbean and suffered racist abuse under the collaborationist Vichy government during World War II. He tried to flee and join the Free French Resistance, 
eventually fighting for the Free French when they shipped out and headed to North Africa, and on to the liberation of Europe. He got his degree and studied in France, which was where he published his first major work, Black Skin, White Masks, which began addressing the psychological tolls of racism. In the early 1950s, with his degrees in psychology and psychiatry, he began practicing in Algeria and experienced the Algerian Revolution firsthand, joining the anti-colonial National Liberation Front. For this he was exiled, and he died abroad from leukemia the same year his final work was published. For Fanon, colonialism led to psychological behaviors for both the colonizers and colonized. Because it is a systematized negation of the other, a frenzied determination to deny the other any attribute of humanity, colonialism forces the colonized to constantly ask the question, who am I in reality? The defensive positions born of this violent confrontation between colonized and the colonial constitute a structure which then reveals the colonized personality. We must remember in any case that a colonized people is not just a dominated people. Under the German occupation, the French remained human beings. Under the French occupation, the Germans remained human beings. In Algeria, there is not simply domination, but the decision, literally, to occupy nothing else but a territory. The Algerians, the women dressed in hikes, the palm groves, and the camels form a landscape, the natural backdrop for the French presence. Algeria gained independence a year after Fanon's death in 1962. Over the next decades, all of Africa gained independence, ending with Zimbabwe in 1980. As we will see later on, it was hardly the end of the continent's struggles. In our next episode of History List, we head to the Soviet Union and the space race.